You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back to the show. Into our number three, The Big Show, Russick and Rose. George is on his Christmas holidays. He'll be back in the new year. Peter Klein in with me today. GVP and Shannon in the other room. We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Do you have cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings? Visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. All things basement E. Uh, banger. Um, around the corner, 830, we're giving away Aquaman 2 tickets. The new flick comes out this week. We have been asking you on the text line, who is on the nice list for the Calgary Flames? Get your answers in. If we like your answer, I'm going to make PK pick the winner. Oh. You're going to win Aquaman tickets, and you can go see it this weekend or while you're on the holidays. So much pressure. Yeah, I know it is. I'm throwing it at you. And tomorrow, we're going to ask who's on the Flames naughty list. The Grinch list, if you will. Take that. Mm-hmm. How about it? You know who's on our nice list? Who? Dennis Bernstein, senior writer for the fourth period, joins us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Sirius XM NHL radio host as well. Good morning, sir. Hello. <laughs> good morning, Matt and Peter from L.A. How are you doing? Things are good? It's been raining here for three days. Seattle came in last night, left their weather, came, went home <laughs> with two points. Oh, unbelievable. Can you believe Seattle? Pretty poor manners around the holidays but alas um nothing to expect out of a new team in the nhl they they have a lot of confidence these expansion teams i gotta say uh flames and kings coming up on saturday the flames have the ducks tonight i wanted to ask you about the la kings but perhaps let's start with the anaheim ducks they've um won two games here but apart from that it's been losses in 13 of their last 16 games and those losses all in regulation what are you seeing from this Anaheim team right now? They got off to a great start, but it's kind of looking a lot more like the group we thought they were going to be. You know, because their depth isn't there. Matt. That's the simple fact. You have guys on the team, and great, yeah, Leo Carlson's playing a little bit now. Frank Vachana had fourteen has fourteen goals in thirty one games. There's just not enough quality on the team at at this point in time. So the expectations that maybe got too heightened when they started pretty well, I think, it was six and three. Like they have to re, they have to refigure, you know, what the expectations are. And I know you guys had mentioned why did they sign Cologne? Why did they sign Gudis? I agree with you, but if you're going to teach these kids something, maybe not Gudis is the perfect teacher, but a guy like Alex Cologne, who's won a couple of cups in Tampa, um, that was a good acquisition. So it's a team that is is far from contention, but they they do have potential. Mason McTavish is bang banged up, so that's been part of the reason they've been losing. But this is a team that's still a good amount away from being a contender in the West. The Radko Gudis contract was one that I found fascinating because, you know, he got a little bit mm-hmm. of term, three years there, but he's a guy that I looked at and I said, man, if you're a contender and you can throw him on your third pair at a low number and have him kill penalties and just kind of be that rugged guy in the playoffs, he never misses games. He didn't for Florida when he was basically half broken last postseason. I was just surprised that he ended up in Anaheim. I think the surprise is that he went there. Right? Yeah. Not that the Ducks didn't want him. You would think there would be a better option with a contending team, but mm-hmm. 
I guess there's value living in Newport Beach and making $4 million over the next three years each year. So I think that's part of it as well. And I guess you see, you know, you see a Carlson being drafted. You do see uh, Zegras, Drysdale. You guys had mentioned he's been banged up so much. But there is potential here, especially on the blue line. So he's a good tutor for the guys like Mitnikov, uh, Drysdale when he comes back. So it was interesting that he decided to go there because you didn't think, okay, he would be winding up after being in Florida and having a cup run last season. We mentioned uh, a couple times McTavish a little bit banged up right now, but was hovering right around a point per game uh, before he got hurt. What were you seeing with him before uh, injuries kind of took their toll here? I think he's the oldest 20-year-old guy I've ever seen, or 21, <laughs> or whatever he is. Huh. Just the, the, the physicality to his game, which you rarely see by rookies coming in the league that are that talented, number one. And just the overall maturity, the, the hockey IQ, he's got the entire package. Now, it's hockey, so you need, you know, probably five or six of Mason McTavish's. But, but what the expectations were on that player, I think he's exceeded in coming in because he fit in right away. I think the phys- physical part of it that he does look like a, he's a little bit older certainly helped. But, uh, yeah, he's as advertised, and he's going to be part of the core when they eventually do get good in Anaheim. What about the expectations for the, the whole team? Like you said, we maybe had to reset them a little bit after the, their great start, and we talked about it. It was just anyone who was on a winning streak that got snapped against the Ducks, it, it kind of felt like. Um, but it, it, it's been a bit of a rough go the last few years out in Anaheim. Are they where they are supposed to be right now? Was this supposed to be further along? Are they more advanced? Where are they to, to expectations right now in Anaheim? Yeah, I think they're right where they should be right now because they certainly, whatever happened last season, uh, I don't know really. I think they gave up the most amount of shots ever in the NHL. They were so bad defensively. They quit on the coach. They just didn't want to play for him. He had to move on. Greg Cronin has come in, and it's a great story, right? He's 60 years old, first shot at being an NHL coach. He's brought in stability. He's brought in more structure. Yeah, they're losing games now at a rapid pace, but they're not losing them like they were last season. You know, They were down 2 nothing after five minutes. You could turn the TV off. And if you were at Honda Center, you could leave. The game was over. So at least this team has a little bit more bark to it, has a little more fight to it. They're stinging games. And I just think structurally they're playing better. Now, there's a couple of ads on the defense that we talked about, like a Radko Kudis, which will certainly help. And they're starting to get some saves. But it's a better team. But it's not something where, you know, the Kings or the Vancouver Canucks or, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be worried about a late season run for this team. I think they'll get better in the season. There's more structure but there's still a lot of gaps in this lineup. Wanted to ask you about this Calgary Flames team as well and just what you're making of them as we head into the holiday break. They had this really tough schedule in December. They've come out of it pretty well, and now the question still remains, what is the direction going to be for the rest of the year? you got the UFAs, you're a couple points out of a playoff yeah. spot. What are you seeing from the Flames? Do you think that there's a direction in front of them that they need to take just yet, or is it still kind of to be determined? I think you sell off the pieces that you have. I think you should trade at Lace Lindholm. And I've said on the station for, I think, since the summertime, extend them. But when I look at this team realistically, and they let's say they get to the, the, the second wild card, because Nashville and Arizona are right there. And mm-hmm. when you look at the teams, uh, do they scare anybody? But are they going to do damage? Like, if they played Vegas in the first round, what would happen? Like, they get knocked out in five, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, look, I, I keep going back to this. I keep going back to Boston. And now Portis is it, Team Canada. They were, they were load managing him. Is Pavel Zaka really going to be a one seed that's going to win a championship? 
just think makes a lot of sense. That player fits very, very well with Lindholm in, in Boston. I think that's what Connie should do. He should start looking, saying realistically, if we got in, are we a legit like eight seed that we could do like Florida last season? I, I don't, frankly, I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. And I think that it, you can wait, certainly be patient because you're right there for a playoff spot. But let, let's see what happens when you get, you know, 10 days out from the deadline. I, I, I just don't see this team and I don't see them adding, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I, I think where they, they are where they should be in the, they're a, in, a, in the conversation for a wild card. But what does that do for the organization? Not much. The Boston link with Lindholm has been something that's been discussed going all the way back to the offseason. Um, I want to throw another mm-hmm. team at you. What about the Colorado Avalanche? Yeah, uh, sure. Because here's the thing. The reason, there's a couple of reasons Colorado didn't win last year again. And it was injury, Landy being out forever. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Seattle got hot. They played that tough type of defense in the playoffs. But, you know, when Nas Kaji left town, they didn't have a shot because their depth wasn't there. And now they have Ryan Johansson, or I, I guess, uh, you know, that's their number two center. Are you really going to win with Ryan Johansson? No, you're not. Now that's the two. Maybe he's a three. He scores goals. He's the two. So he's got two assists, I think, in Colorado. That second line's not working. And guess what? As great as all those players are, and I'm talking about McCarr and McKinnon and Rantanen, you know, and, and you know, there's a couple more. Like the depth is what beat them. And so, yes, that would be an excellent team for them because they never replaced Nas Kadri. And I'm sorry, Roger Hanson's been around and he has 10 goals. He's not a replacement for Nas Kadri. I certainly think that Lindholm certainly not the same type of player, but that level of player second line will make them a much more dangerous team in the West. I'm wondering what happens with the goaltending situation here as well, right? Obviously, Markstrom has got the no-move clause. He's got some term left. He's yeah. been playing great this year. they got a top prospect in the AHL who's knocking on the door, and then they've got Dan Vladar who has showed that he can, he can hang in this league for sure. What do you think the Flames are going to do with this net-minding situation? I think they should wait another week, and when five more goalies get hurt in this league, you can trade Dan Vladar. That, that's what I think what's going to happen. That's just the goalies are getting banged up right now. But Vidar will be a situation. The problem with Vidar is, right, he's a two or a three and he's a 2.2 cap hit. So you're probably going to have to retain because that's not what a, you know, a GM for a contending team that's up against the cap wants to swallow with respect to your basically your backup. So I think Dan has some value because there's so many injuries to goaltenders that you're starting to see in the league. Connie's going to be patient on that. And at some point in time, some GM's going to be desperate to say, okay, we, we do need a third or maybe a 2B, and Dan Vildor could be the guy. Dennis Bernstein joining us here on The Big Show with Russick and Rose. Russick is away. He's Peter Klein. I'm Matty Rose. Dennis of the fourth period and Sirius XM NHL radio host. Uh, talking about goaltending situations, uh, I guess shifting the focus to the LA Kings, um, Dave Riddick is a, a name Big that we're, Dave. Yeah, we're, we're all familiar with. He comes in on an emergency basis <laughs> and uh, helps things out. But uh, long term, um, with Cam Talbot there between the pipes, is that an area that the Kings might look to address? And could they want a, a goalie for, say, I don't know, $2.2 million or, or something along those lines? They're looking for a third, right? Because right now they don't really have a third because Phoenix Copley's out long-term on LTIR. I'm not sure when he's going to be coming back. So they want a third because they have Eric Portillo, who they traded for, who the big kid out of Michigan that they, they're tutoring down there. And that's what David Ridge was basically doing is being his tutor. So they, they need another NHL goaltender. 
They don't need a $2.2 million NHL goaltender. And the tricky thing about there, you talk about long-term, Riddich is inside for next season. Cam Talbot needs an extension. Copley's got one more year. This is not going to be, this is a one-year situation in Los Angeles. Next year, I don't know who it's going to be, but there's going to be a more significant goaltender playing in Los Angeles as well. I'm not saying Cam isn't, isn't worthy of that because his numbers, when you look at them, are Vezina numbers. But he probably wants $2.5 million per year for two years. And he's 36 years old. He's probably not going to get that until he can prove he's healthy for the rest of the season. But he's been a revelation. So, yeah, they're looking at a third. But it's not going to be a $2.2 million David Rich. Um, looking at the – I mean, uh, Dan Vidar. Right. Um, uh, replaceable out here. They played the same role basically here. So I, I can understand that. Um, looking at the, the rest of this Kings group, like they, they're playing some pretty good hockey. Um, and just a lot of pieces that you like on this squad. As we come out of the, the roster freeze here and into the, the push towards the trade deadline, what, what is an area that you, th- you think the Kings might look to address? Be honest with you. They don't have to add right now. Cause remember uh, Victor Arvidsson has been on long-term injury reserve since the season started. He had back surgery. He's walking around the facility. You see him at practice all the time. He's with the team at some point in time in probably February, he's going to come back. So if you watch this team now, I think it's far to the last five, they scored two goals or less. So the offense is drawn up a little and Victor Arvidsson would be the guy. So do I think they're looking uh, other than that third goaltender? I think they're set. You know, they had a revelation here with Andreas England, right? He's played really, really well for this team. You look at that bottom pair and you wonder why they win. You know, at the beginning of the season, Andreas England and Jordan Spence was not on my bingo card for third pair defenseman for the Kings, (laughs) but they've been fantastic, right? They really have been. You look at their numbers. They've been really, really good. And that's why this team has been very good through the the first 30 games of the season. So I don't really think they have to add. I I think that the one question with this is, can they stay healthy? And the other thing, which is not injury-related, but at some point, Pierre Dubois has got to be an impact player. He just, every game he goes out there and he literally does nothing. And it's, it's starting to get on fans. And I get it. It's like fans want to react. It's 29 games into an eight-year contract. Now, it's not the eight years. It's the $8.5 million. He's the fourth best center on this team right now. That's a good thing for the team. It's not a good thing for Pierre Dubois. Well, I, I would imagine adding to that is um, like the, the Winnipeg Jets are playing really good. And like Velarde has 10 points in his last four games, just lighting it up. Um, yeah. I, I would imagine seeing what's happening on the other side has to be a little bit frustrating as well. A little frustrating, but remember, Dubois has cover because he has Kopitar and Deneau and Lazat, who's an excellent fourth line center. And he's got cover with respect to the team's record. If the team was the, if, if you flip the record and he had those numbers, people, ah, they'd be heading for the exits, but it's been muted because the team has played so well. They play a great one, three, one defensive system. They don't give up a lot defensively. Even last night, they didn't give up much and they wound up losing the game two one. So he's had cover. He's had the ability to acclimate to this team, to his alignments and be productive. And he just hasn't done it. Now, look, the the, the criticism is getting increasing game to game. He doesn't feel any pressure because he's signed through 2031. So what does he care at this point in time? He's not playing for a contract. This is the one area. And again, they didn't get him for game 30, right? They got Dubois for game 83 and beyond to beat, help beat Edmonton in the playoffs because they weren't as strong as center. So yeah, does it hurt to see Gabe Velarde dominate, come in, have a great revenge game in Los Angeles and then go on and play great couple of games? Yeah, but I've seen that before from Gabe. The question with Gabe Velarde is, can he stay healthy? 
Can he play? Well, he can't play 82 games this year because he's been out for six weeks. That's the one criticism. Gabe is one of the most talented players to come through Los Angeles since I've covered the team. The question is, can he stay healthy? And that team is a surprise team, and certainly one of the reasons is Gabe Velarde. But that's what you want in a trade. You don't want to rip off every team when you make a trade. You're going to give up some good players. And Gabe Velarde, without question, is a you know a 25 to 30 goal scorer in this league. Uh, one player who has stepped things up a little bit for the, the L.A. Kings, uh, high draft pick, Quinton Byfield. It, it seems like from afar, anyway, things have started to, to click a little bit with him. What have you seen from the, the former second overall pick? He's an entirely different player. And you talk about confidence in a player. A couple of things. Confidence in a player. And sometimes a guy who's 6'5 and 225 at 19 years old needs to grow into his body. He's done it this year. He's aggressive. He's big. His IQ, I mean, he's just a different player. Like, I, and I've asked, I haven't been critical of the player because I have a tend to be, even though I'm from New York, I do have a little bit of patience. So I'm saying, okay, but this needed to be the season. After you played 50 games and scored three goals and your second overall pick, you got to be more productive. He's way more productive. Now, he's playing with two great players in Kopitar Kempe, but he is just as vital for the success of that top line as Kopitar and Kempe. It's a great line. It's big. It's, it's quick. They have quick speed on both wings. Byfield's been really what he should be in Los Angeles. He may not be at the number one center that they thought. His, his destiny may be on the left wing, but he's certainly an impact player and a, and a scary good player through the first 29 games for LA. Which team has maybe exceeded expectations more for you this year, the Winnipeg Jets or the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah, that's a tough one, right? Uh, I would say if you have Winnipeg at any point in the season ahead of Dallas and Colorado, and I'm talking about the first two games, that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Now, Dallas and Colorado haven't played great, but, but the fact that they've been great on the road, now they score goals. And I'll draw, start to draw a parallel. Remember when the Rangers lost Adam Fox? And people said, oh, they're going to really be bad. Now, I think they were 7-2-1 and one with Adam Fox. Mm-hmm. Kyle Connor, who's without question the most underrated goal scorer in the league, goes out. They still win, and they're scoring goals. And when they came to L.A., their top line scored five goals. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more surprising because Vegas, you knew. I mean, uh, Vancouver, you, they did have Demko, who bounced back. They do have a Norris winner in Quinn Hughes. They do have Bezer and Pedersen and J.T. Miller. They had talent. They needed more structure, and they certainly get it right now. They need a healthy Demko. But I think Winnipeg at this point in time to be in contention with Dallas and Colorado, that's, and remember, Bones went out for a while. So I, I just think that this team must really like each other in the room. To go through all what they've done in the first quarter of the season and being in first place in, in Central, I think that's a little bit more of a surprise for me. I think right now we would look at both of them as, as buyers right now, but as constructed, how much damage yeah. can these two clubs do in the postseason? I, I think that they're kind of inching towards these guys might be legit and, and teams might have to worry about them come the playoffs. Yeah, well, look, Vancouver, you know, they traded for the, the door of obviously, but they've got a lot of size on defense. Yeah, they're confident, they're confident teams. And Vancouver's got a plus 44 goal differential. I think it's number one in the league. They're a dangerous team right now. And, excuse me, Winnipeg, they may have to add a, maybe another score. They're going to get Kyle Connor back in, what, six weeks or so. Add another score. I don't think they're the call. I think when push comes to shove, I think Dallas and Colorado have a little bit too much of them. I think that right now, I'm not a buyer from Vancouver. In Winnipeg, I'm probably looking for maybe a depth defenseman, maybe another score on the wing. 
and, and then go to war against the Dallas and Colorado. But it's been very, very impressive. But you're right. Both these teams could be buyers come the trade deadline. As always, enjoy the time, my friend. Uh, good chat. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun here as we get down the stretch. The holiday freeze is going to end. Maybe we see some deals happen, but it's been a fun season to watch. There's playoff spots to be had, and, and a lot of teams still looking to grab them. Uh, enjoy the holidays, and, and thanks for spending some time this morning. Likewise, Matt, always great being on the big show. Thanks for the time. There you go. Dennis Bernstein, always appreciate him coming by and joining the program uh, from Sirius XM and a senior writer for the fourth period. It was a fun chat. We love when Dennis comes by. I got to meet Dennis in person at the Heritage Classic. He oh, was nice. up enjoying the Heritage Classic back at the end of October. And uh, yeah, he does a great job covering that LA Kings team. He's done it yeah. for a long time. We were kind of joking there. It's really great that L.A. catches a break here now, yeah. right? Like after a decade of Kopitar and Brown and all those guys. Like, oh, man, really good. They've lucked into something here with Quentin Byfield. Like, oh, yeah, get, like, get out of here. Yeah, as soon as as soon as Dennis said completely different player this year, I, <laughs> I physically rolled my eyes because, yeah, 2020, the, the Kings, they, they had a bad year. They bought him out. They get the second overall pick. They decided to take Quentin Byfield. Which, you know, redraft, they probably still take Quentin Byfield number two because Tim Stutzel is probably going one. Maybe you take Lafreniere instead of Byfield. Maybe he's played more games. He hasn't necessarily been more productive. He's just played more games. It's interesting they both kind of figured it out at the same time because Lafreniere is back on it now a little bit in New York. It's just one of those things, right? Like you, you have Connor McDavid come through and Jack Eichel and these guys appear and, and they're pretty successful yeah. Um, as far as putting up points and all that type of thing early on in their career. But not everybody's like that. You know, nope. it's not ridiculous for you know, these guys were drafted in 2020. It's 2023, three years out that they're finally becoming a player because, yeah, now they're 21 and they're physically able to actually handle some of the hulking men that are in the yeah. NHL, the Radko Gudises, the Nikita Zadorovs, also, et cetera, et cetera. 2020 and 2021, kind of weird. Yeah. A lot, lot of strange stuff going on there. Yeah, L there was a little bit, bit of a lull in the in the development, perhaps. Yeah. Strange strange development path for, for those. So I think a lot of that is starting to, to normalize a little bit. Yeah, but for them to get Byfield in, and, and obviously, you know, you, you have to give a lot of credit to playing alongside... Kempe, who's an excellent player, and Kopitar, who's excellent in his own right. Well, yeah. very different what they would excel at, but they play extremely well together. It's been a good fit for him there. Yep. He's kind of the big guy, go in the corner, get the puck, stand in front of the net. Kopitar just does everything defensively and is sneaky good at everything else offensively. <laughs> then you've got Kempe, who's just got wheels for days yeah, and a laser shot. Yeah. So... Like, He's Matt, so underrated. Adrian Kempe? Like, that's exactly the player you want with Jonathan Huberdeau. Yes. I don't think they'll move him right now. No, but. they wouldn't. <laughs> but, like, but more but yeah, like, that, if, that if you're, type, if you're yeah. looking for, like, a prototypical player mm -hmm. that I think would play well with an Adrian Kempe, it's kind of one of the guys that I, that I, would, yeah. that I would look at. Um, 29th overall pick, you know, late first round. Mm, maybe get lot. one of those for an Elias Lindholm. Funny. Oh, who knows? Oh, yeah, yeah. But then he would be how many years away? Adrian Kempe drafted in, what, 2014? First 16-goal season was 2017-2018, so three years later, crazy. Well, so we, funny how that works. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny how those timelines always end up showing up like that. Um, that's the story on the Flames, the Ducks, and a little bit on the Kings tonight. It's the Flames and the Ducks. It's an 8 o'clock start. Flames pre-game goes at 7 o'clock. Uh, wall-to-wall coverage on the, store, on the station 
all day. And then it's going to be the Kings on Saturday. That'll be the final day of NHL action before they have three days off. And then the Flames will be back. They have a couple of home games coming out of the break where they'll play the Kraken on the 27th. As they'll be uh, right back to action. Just the three days off for the Flames. Uh, we will take a break around the corner. We got Aquaman tickets to give away. You can still get your entries in on the text line. We're asking you who is on the Flames nice list this year. Be get creative. your text in, get some creativity to it. I know being creative on the fly is very difficult, but I would like you to try. And we got some tickets to give away. The guys in the other room are collecting some texts. So I'm um, looking forward to that. But also, before we get to the break, Porsche Center Calgary has new inventory in stock. There's a great mix of all models, including Taycan, Cayenne, McCann, and even some sports cars. Porsche Center Calgary has unprecedented offers like no luxury tax on 2023 Taycan models and a 3.99% lease rate on 2023 and 2024 models. Plus, McCann S and GTS 2023 and 2024 models are available with 6.99% lease rates for up to 42 months. Offer ends December 31st. Visit PorscheCenterCalgary.com. Take a break around the corner. Got some tickets to give away. Wrapping up the show next. Sports at 960 The Fan. Little Weezer. Dig what it. Is hark the... What is this song called? Oh, come ye faithful. Oh, come ye faithful. Hark the herald, the angels do sing. They actually have a pretty good Christmas album, I gotta say. Oh yeah. And I also, know that. here's something else. We haven't had nobody ripping on the Christmas music today. No. So tomorrow I'm gonna get even more deep cuts and see what I can do. <laughs> How about that? Take that. Take that for data. It's the big show. No rustic. He's back next week. Uh, he's PK. No, I'm he's Matt. Oh uh, no, he's back in the new year. Na- back next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's Shan. GVP's over there as well. GVP, can you just make sure that he doesn't have control of his mic? Yeah, <laughs> yeah just go ahead. You just pod that right yeah, down. Yeah, go ahead and pod that down. That'd be great. All right, thank you. Uh, our, uh, final bit of the show here. Yeah. How about that? Uh, we got some stuff to give away. Exciting. We just got a Flames game tonight. Woo! Flames, Ducks, 8 o'clock, Honda Center. Anaheim. Feel it. Los Angeles. No, nope. uh, Anaheim. Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Uh, I wonder if they're wearing those jerseys. I actually really like them a lot. I, really I hope, hope they so. will. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, if you want to give us a Christmas gift, Flames, uh, Laffer, that'd be yeah. fun. Nice like four goal first. Kick the feet up. You'd go to bat after that, hey? Like four uh, nothing? I don't know. You're not trusting that? Well, you can if you're a fan. Right, but I'm like you specifically. Me specifically? No, yeah. no. I gotta just clean it. Dissect every single play down to the second. Down to the absolute microcosm, down to the inch. Figure out who's doing well, who's doing bad. Yeah. You know, who's on the naughty list, who's on the nice list, all that stuff. Yeah, no? Okay, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> first of three that the Flames will play the Ducks this year. This is the first of two that are going down in Anaheim. Hey, did you know that both these teams. Point leaders have 23 points. Really? Yeah. Nazem Kadri leads the Calgary Flames. He's got 23 points. Who leads the Ducks in points, if you had to guess? Uh, oh, he's. Been... I'll say Troy Terry. It's Frank the Tank Vitrano. Oh, he's would got, not have got there. I think 14 goals, 23 points. Um, I, I like how Frank plays. I don't, I don't think yeah. he's necessarily like a big playoff guy, but for a team like Anaheim, perfect type of player. 
The difference here is that the Flames have 11 players who have 15 points. The Ducks only have eight. So mm, that's it less. is, uh, you know, the depth for the Flames that has been working really well. Um, mentioned back in the morning report, lines look pretty similar for the Flames. Not really expecting any changes. Jacob Markstrom probably going to get the start and um, not expecting anything else to be different. Uh, the Ducks, they're dealing with some injuries. Drysdale's been out. Zegris has been out. McTavish has been out. But you can still go watch Pavel Minchikov, the defenseman, Leo Carlson, the young forward, a couple of young studs for this Anaheim team that are uh, very exciting. Kind of like when they, they played the Sharks. You're like, wow, William Eklund looks pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Sure. I'm excited to see Leo Carlson tonight because that was uh, controversial would be a bit of an overstatement. But that was a pick that raised some eyebrows and that the guys around him are playing quite well. And it seems like he's playing well as well. So uh, interested to see the, the real impact he has on the game tonight. 8 o'clock start. Uh, Flames warm-up is going to go at 7 o'clock with Pat. We got Flames talk all afternoon. It starts at 4 o'clock. It'll go all day. Sportsnet today prior to that. The fan check down at noon. There's a Thursday night football game uh, this evening as well as it's the Saints and the Rams. A lot of playoff implications for that one. And we also got the Merrick show for you at 10 o'clock. So wall-to-wall coverage of the Flames, except for the one hour where they're going to talk uh, NFL. We've been asking you on the text line. We're getting closer and closer to the holidays. We got uh, some Aquaman tickets to give away, actually. Um, We've been asking you on the text line, who is on the Calgary Flames nice list? A good boy. (laughs) Yes. Who is a good boy? On the fl- was that Frank? Is that Cervalli? No, is that Frank. what? I- no, okay, Cervalli is going to join us tomorrow. By the way, uh, oh nice. Brent Cron is also going to be uh, joining us in studio tomorrow. And a, good, a good boy. And I'm, yeah, they're both. Yes, Cron's also a very good boy. And we'll try and uh, I'm, I'm trying to wrangle a couple other fun holiday things together too. But we'll get to that later. Uh, Aquaman tickets to give away. The big question that we have been asking you: Who is on the Calgary Flames nice list? And we've had a lot of good texts today. They've been. Really creative. You guys have done a, a good job. Yeah. I was unsure how creative you were going to get with the, the topic itself. But, you know, when you can win Aquaman 2 tickets, people tend to get out the big guns. You tune into the big show all week. It's your chance to win a night out at Landmark Cinemas to see Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom on December the 22nd. It comes out on December 22nd. You get one voucher with two general admissions, two medium drinks, and two medium popcorns. When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy alliance with an unlikely ally to protect Atlantis and the world from irreversible devastation. Should be a good film. Yeah. Okay, let's get to Texty McTexterson on the text line. 960-960 Who is on the Calgary Flames nice list? Mike from the country. The Lil Wolf kid dressed in goalie gear with the wolf jersey. Surely he's on the nice list. Is that like a kid in, in? Do you know about this child? I don't know about this child. It's is like that the like Kipper Kid? It's like the yeah. kid. It's like the Kipper Kid. Yeah, just with a wolf jersey. It's not the Kipper Kid because the Kipper Kid's probably like twenty-one at this point. Yeah, isn't he? the kid's <laughs> driving and yeah. you know, he's got like a job. Adult. He's like an accountant. Yeah, hmm. He's got like taxes to pay and stuff like that. Bills now. Yeah, hmm. blast from the past. Oof. He doesn't do it for Markstrom though, or Vladar. He just came up did it for Wolf. Just Wolf. Hmm. Actually, I think I see him at Wranglers games all the time. Oh, okay. I think he might be a season ticket holder. Maybe his family. Yeah, is. probably his parents. That yeah. would be maybe his parents are the Kipper kid. Maybe continuing the. I mean, that would make me feel tradition. even older. But yeah, no, that would continue yeah, the lineage. It's yeah. a tight turn. Yeah, but uh, not impossible. No, certainly not. <laughs> all right, let's get another one. Nathan in Mackenzie Town put the Dome's heroin beers on the nice list. Unlike the team S on the ice. They've never let anyone down. 
<laughs> Heroin beers. Yep. Dome foam. So we have an adorable child and alcohol so far. Mm. Okay. The the kid that is perhaps a distraction, and then the 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 pints. Yep. I hope it all go down that much easier. Hey, who wants a beer? <laughs> all right, another one. What else we got? Brady in Calgary. The cheap tickets found this year in the press level at the Sadlodome is definitely on the nice list. Sadlodome. The Sadlodome. Um, <laughs> I always loved being in the press level. Back when I used to go to games all the time before I was in this role. Yeah. Back when I was in university, used to go all the time. Mm. Um, press level was always a good time. Get all the pals together. Good go value. sit way far up there. Especially if you're going for a Battle of Alberta. Oh. Maybe don't bring the kids to that one, though. No. It tends to get a little... A little nasty, a up little there. vivacious. <laughs> um, one time I poured popcorn, uh, a whole bucket on top of an Oilers fan's head in the oh, press good. level. Yeah, the fans were very happy about it. Oh, he I was bet. he was less happy. Yeah, probably didn't appreciate that. So no, much. but we were going back and forth all game, so it, it was fine. It, we it was it was jovial. I kept chirping about all their first round picks before they got McDavid. It was it was nice. really good. Yeah, the Oilers were not good then, so oh, it was that... lots of fun. I miss those days. Yeah, I remember? That was so much fun. Back when they didn't have the two best players? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. <sighs> All right. Another one. Shayla from Tuscany. The Oilers are on the Flames' nice list. Way to go sitting rock bottom like asshats, but bless your fans' oh. hearts who still believe you are a number one. <laughs> hmm. So, Shan asked me if we can use that term, and I said, oh, probably. I probably should ask for, like, where it was going to be used because now I kind of feel we maybe should have <laughs> bleeped that one out. Yeah, should have not. Yeah, but shout out to the Oilers, Cup yeah. or Bust, and you're behind the Flames. That we've trust me, we've turned that into a lot of segments on the morning show here over the first third of the season between their misery and then they won like six in a row. And we didn't talk about them for two weeks. It was great. Yeah, just ignored that they were having any success. Now they've lost three in a row again. Can start to yeah, yeah, poke and I'm the right head back out, like, at it. Hey, how, how's, hey it going? how's that Stuart Skinner going? Yeah, eh? elite numbers, huh? Yeah. Oh, Calvin Pickard is going to solve all your problems. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Pick dog. Yeah. Guy hadn't played a professional game in two and a half years, but yeah, the savior. Yeah. Mm. All right, another one. I like that Leo one. Leo in Airdrie. Craig Conroy is on the nice list. With all the stress and pressure in the NHL, there is not a more likable GM than him. I don't even know if he know how to swear. LOL. Merry Christmas, all. <laughs> LOL. Um, I believe he does know how to swear. I can confirm. Yeah? Yeah. Um, he is quite fiery. It is weird. He's very competitive. It He's is like sneaky seeing, competitive. Seeing someone swear while smiling um, is strange. Like, swear in an exasperated way, but while also smiling. It's, it, it's quite the thing to see. But yeah, no, he's... Yeah, it really combines a couple of emotions all at once, hey? Yeah. Just bundles them all together. Yeah. Hmm. I like that one, actually. That was good. Yeah, all right. Good. So we got five in here so far. How many more do we have? I got another five here. Wow. Ooh. A lot of entries today. Let's see. Have we got any late entries, too? We got a couple on here. Saddledome pregame happy hours on the nice list. Yeah. Jerome Aginla. They want everyone to draft tees this year. Hmm. Okay. Went from B to an A, apparently. Uh, but, but, but the nachos at the dome are on the nice list. Okay, now, everything that's come in is isn't too outstanding. Let's 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 get the other one. Let's let's <laughs> see what else we got from earlier. Wedley in Bridalwood. Oh, here we go. Flames test kitchen and Pat on the nice list. The kitchen amazing international food. 
and Pat putting up with a lot of terrible callers. We we actually have had a few texts about this text test kitchen at the dome. People seem to like it. Yeah. Think anything new. Just uh, mix it yeah. in a little bit. Nice, Especially uh, in that building. Yeah, nice to, to polish, put some lipstick on that pig every once in a while, you know? Also, yes, Pat deserves all of the presents. Yes. Because of what he does late night with some of you. <laughs> I know you're listening. All right, next one. Justin in Mackenzie Lake. Jaeger Sharon Hohohovish is on my nice list. <laughs> Couldn't that might get it just <laughs> for the texting. That was good. Can you play that again? Justin in Mackenzie Lake. Jaeger Sharon Hohohovish is on my nice list. <laughs> Jaeger Sharon Hohohovish is... Shouldn't there be... Sharon Gohohovich. Hmm. I feel like we could have used texty a little bit better there. Like, there could have been a little bit more spaces between the hoes. Mm-hmm. Just like Instead a little... of it sounding like it was like a CD skipping for those yeah. who remember that back in the day. Yeah, that's a throwback. Yeah. Look that one up on Google if you want, kids. I, I just think we need a little bit more space between the hose. That's a work on that. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Next. <laughs> Gary from McVille Huberdeau is on the nice list. He never hits anyone. He doesn't steal the puck. He gives it away. He doesn't steal the spotlight in games and lets other get the compliments. <sighs> Guys, I thought we weren't. Suck. I thought we weren't gonna <laughs> shoot. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven before we got to number ten, and I'm sure he's going to come up a lot tomorrow. So yeah, gosh, okay, we can't have any more Hubriel ones. I'm sure, right? No more. Oh, okay. I thought there was extra. Okay, never mind. Just another text then. That's fine. Thane from Red Deer, the equipment guy, is on the nice list as oh. anyone dealing with the stench from hubs. Mang and Dupe's performance needs to get oh, everything okay. from Santa. Okay, that... <laughs> Creative! Yeah. And they smelled bad. <laughs> Gosh, he just... He rattled off three of them there, too. Yeah. He just scooped them all up in a bag and threw them out the window. Yeah, it wasn't just like, we're not stopping at the one that one person said already. No, we're going to lump a couple others one, that a couple others in here. That one had a little bit of twist and turn. Can we have that one again, just in case riding in the car you didn't hear that first time? Thane from Red Deer, the equipment guy, is on the nice list as anyone dealing with the stench from hubs. Mang and Dupe's performance needs to get everything from Santa. Hubs, Mang, and Dubs. Are those the nicknames you used earlier today, GVP? No, I, I called Huberto Mr. 10.5. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, equipment guy. Uh, all right. Give me another one. Greg in Varsity. I am on the Flames nice list. Tonight I'm cheering for PK sleep schedule. There we go. <laughs> what about mine? Nope. No, because you're going to be an idiot and stay up and watch the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> you have to talk about it tomorrow. You have to watch it, too. What could happen? Anything that happens after 4 nothing, I can just write off and say, yeah, it was 4 nothing. <laughs> nah. That's Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. So, just so you guys know, we're apparently mailing it in tomorrow. If it's 4 nothing, I feel like we'll get enough juice out of it that we can uh, that, that in the first four goals we'll be able to manage it. I don't know if I need to be like, oh yeah, and that power play when they were up seven to one looked really efficient. <laughs> I thought Greer was a great net front presence on that. 
Probably good. All right. <laughs> you raised a very good point, I guess. <laughs> you got one more? I got one more. All right, let's go. Jamie and Airdrie. Morning, fellas. Good to hear you prime time. Connor Zari is definitely on the nice list. What a delightful surprise that the Flames have an exciting rookie. When was the last time we could actually say that, Fanoof? Pretty much zero chance that he can win Rookie of the Year, but awesome that we have someone even in the conversation. Fair. Yeah. Real fair. Um, I I do think he's really in the conversation, which... Absolutely. It's, it's been pretty cool just to see. Like, you know, I like his game a lot. He's hanging around. He's still part of it. It's pretty good to see. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's beating Connor Bedard. But Probably is he, not. Could he get a trip to the awards in Vegas? Are they in Vegas this year? I think so. They should be. Just in perpetuity. I think he could. I think he could get go there as a finalist for sure. Absolutely. Mm. I, I don't see why not. Mm. Um, okay, we got tech, 10 of them. They're they're pretty good in there as well. I actually like a lot of what we got. We had the, the Wolf Kid. Uh, we had the Dome Foam, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. There was one on the Oilers, which we probably can't play again. We got Huberdo, uh, <laughs> uh, you, your Sleep Sked, Craig R- Conroy, Zary. Where are you going to go here, PK? You're picking the winner today. Man, as much as I do love the pandering of um, just like trying to look out for me and me alone on that, I yeah. do greatly appreciate it. Um, oh. I think I'm a little bit torn because of how it sounded like it was glitching out the system. I'm going with Sharon Go Ho Ho Ho. Oh, you're Ho, going bitch. with the weak pun? Okay. Okay, we'll find out. Let's no, hear it again. No, no he made his call. All right. I'm not going to shame him into something else. Well, it let, like let, let's let's hear it again. No, I'm... Justin in Mackenzie Lake. Jaeger Sharon Ho 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 Vish is on my nice list. It's a good text. It's a good text. It's a good pun. Yeah. And he's been playing well lately. He has been. Like, honestly, we, we, we asked for creativity, and we got some very creative ones as far as, like, explanations and stuff like that, but then someone just came up with a little pun. Yeah. Maybe someone else said it to them in passing. You know, that sounds like something that, like, a, a significant other who isn't very into the team and kind of reads something and is like, <laughs> Sharon Gohovich, and you're yeah. like, wow, I'm going to steal that for sure, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Definitely have done that at home. But 100%. Yeah, I significant other who works in, like, creative stuff so yeah Yeah. it's locked in all the time i barely have my own thoughts ever good for you yeah (laughs) um i hope she watches the game tonight um (laughs) hey uh who won uh justin mckenzie lake justin mckenzie lake congratulations justin here's what you get yeah give him the round of applause Uh you Get two tickets to see Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Comes out December 22nd. One voucher, two general admissions, two medium drinks, two medium popcorns. We have another set of tickets to give away tomorrow. We're going to be asking you who is on the Flames' naughty list. PK, can you, uh, can you read the synopsis there of Aquaman in, in ideally a voice that is quite epic? And, and mm. if we can maybe just scrounge a little bit of music for this one, GVP on the fly, that would be great. Oh, pow, perfect. Ooh. Incredible. Yeah, it's like, he, it's like we've done this all week. Okay, uh, All right. please, go ahead. When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy uh, alliance. You just mix two words together. All Let's, right, fine. From the top. Take two. From take the two. top. Uh, stop the music. Stop. Wait. Stop everyone. it. Wait. All right. Okay, get set. Got to breathe. Little. Three, two, Ow one. Ow now, brown cow. Music. When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy alliance with an unlikely ally to protect Atlantis, the world, from an irreversible devastation. 
Not bad. Thank That's you. Pretty good. Yeah. GVP thoughts? It's pretty good. Can you give him a grade out of ten? Uh, six point nine. Nice. Nice. <sighs> and you're worried I'm gonna mail it in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, tomorrow, I've asked GVP to do something fun because I'm not going to be here for the final week of the year. Uh, Friday, we do our bloopers at the end of the show. It's something that we've done for, what, half the year now, GVP? Ooh, this goes back all the way till mid-June-ish? Yeah, so half the year. year. Um, I've asked GVP to scour the data files for his other five sets of bloopers that are his favorite. The entire reels? Yep, the entire thing. We got all of those saved, so. And we're going to finish each segment with one of them. So we're going to have bloopers all day tomorrow. Oh, nice. Each segment is going to end with bloopers. We'll tell you which week it was from and kind of what the context was for the week, what the big story maybe was, and then we'll play those at the end of every segment. And then at the end of the show, we'll have this week's set of bloopers, which uh, there's plenty of those as well. Yeah. Um, Also, I just wanted to touch on this really quickly before we do go. And um, what do you guys got coming up in the Big Show Plus? Uh, we're going to be talking with Alexis Downey, the pre- and post-game host for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. We're also going to do a segment I've been doing with Patty Dumas, the Woe Canada Canadian Team Power Rankings. Awesome. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, tomorrow, no Russick, Brent Cron will join us. Frank Saravalli will join us to talk about all the latest NHL rumors. Um, we got more Aquaman tickets away. We're going to be asking you who is on the naughty list. Uh, we also received a few of these, and I do want to play this uh, as far as uh, who deserves to be on the nice list this year? Bill from Ocotox. The Flames nice list. The Snows, Kelsey, Cohen, and Willa. Rest in peace, Chris. God bless them this holiday season. Uh, we're all thinking about you guys. This has been something that's been around the organization this year, and we've seen everybody come together as the team has traveled around and, and done a lot of their road trips. You know, You think of the trip to Colorado, which was certainly... A significant one. Um, we're all thinking about you guys this holiday yeah. season. I know it's a time where we like to celebrate and we like to have a lot of fun on the show, but we also understand that it's not the easiest time of year for everybody uh, as a whole. So, uh, yeah, just thinking about you guys and think about your loved ones who maybe um, aren't having as, as good a time right now um, over the holiday season. Tomorrow, we're going to have a ton of fun on the show before we say goodbye for uh, Christmas. Like we said, Kron's going to be here. Um, Frank's going to stop by and we're going to play a ton of bloopers. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk to you then, guys. Uh, Have a great day. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.